Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today's topic is all about embracing imperfection, the power of starting versus waiting for perfection. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. Before we dive in, I do want to ask that you hit pause and drop a review for this podcast, Ginger Biz, because it means the world to me. And every time you guys leave a five-star review, it gives us the opportunity to reach more listeners. So please, please, please do that if you haven't already. It is so, so appreciated from the bottom of my heart. And then I also just want to give you guys a quick update on life. So one of our puppies is in need of having surgery. He has bad knees and so we have to give him surgery. And it's been a little bit of a challenge recently because the poor guy has been grumpy because he's in pain. And so it's really hard to see him sad. I just, there's just something about animals being hurt that I just can't, oh, I just can't handle. Like they can't express themselves. So it's so sad. So he's struggling, limping a lot, and not able to play as much as he wants. But we do have surgery scheduled, so that'll be coming up here pretty soon. And hopefully it'll be for the up and up, and recovery will go well for him, and we will stay sane. Because two puppies and a toddler with work and business and everything, it can be a lot at one time. But we are so, so very blessed because thankfully Benny can have the surgery. You know, financially we can cover it and he'll be better in no time. So that's kind of what has been, I guess, distracting us lately and on our plate. But otherwise, everything is good. We're blasting through summer and getting ready for fall. So Let's go ahead and dive on into today's topic, which is embracing imperfection, the power of starting versus waiting for perfection. Embracing imperfection, the power of starting versus waiting for perfection. The illusion of perfection. Can we please talk about this? I know that it can be so easy in today's world to look at somebody else's like Instagram feed or threads or TikTok or whatever the heck you're on and think that they're perfect, right? They have a perfect house. They have a perfect wardrobe. They have a perfect schedule, like whatever the case. So we have to dive into the illusion of perfection. Basically, it's an unattainable standard. There are so many different examples that I can give you of how striving for perfection can lead to self-criticism, failure, like fear of failure, and procrastination. When striving for perfection, individuals, we, we often set impossibly high standards for ourselves. As a result, we become so, so hyper aware of any perceived mistakes or shortcomings leading to self-criticism and feelings of inaccuracy inadequacy. (laughs) And this self-criticism can just be so negatively impactful on our self-esteem, our confidence, our personal and professional growth, right? 
So I personally know that when I had one of my early on jobs, I worked at an amusement park in a restaurant and my boss would continually tell me to stop saying sorry. I was promoted really quickly. I started out as just a normal crew member. Then within a couple months was promoted to a crew trainer. And then I proceeded to become a supervisor and manager. And it was really awesome. What a great opportunity that I had to learn and grow so exponentially. However, I apologize too much. And I will never forget that boss who secretly someday I hope he hears me on my podcast and sees where I've gone, but who said to me, Katie, don't apologize again. Don't lead with an apology. Don't close with an apology. Don't apologize. Just slow your roll. And I had to do that. And I've learned continually. It didn't happen instantly by any means, but I don't find myself doing it now as an adult years later because that sat with me. And I was so hyper aware and so, so eager to be perfect and do everything right that I would apologize for the smallest little mistakes or shortcomings and then start beating myself, beating myself up over them. And that became my, like my thing. Right. And so that's probably an extreme example. And here's getting to know Katie, but it's the truth. Right. And it impacted my self esteem. It showed in my confidence and it literally challenged me or gave me more challenges in growth opportunities because I was so stuck on myself in that hyper-aware state. There's also the fear of failure. Perfectionists often fear that they're going to fail more than anything else because they can't associate their inadequacy and rejection, right? So they just can't associate with it. They can't it's just paralyzing, right? The fear itself can be paralyzing, preventing us from taking risks or pursuing new opportunities. Now, this is something I hear a lot with new business owners or wannabe business owners. They're like, yeah, I mean, I'm talented, but like this, that, and the other thing. And they just have all these things like my website's not ready yet. My this isn't ready yet. This isn't ready yet. You know, work's been really busy. There's just never going to be a perfect time. So you got to take that leap, right? Because that fear of failure, that fear of not being perfect is debilitizing. It is paralyzing and it is hard to cope with. So you have to take a step back and say, no one's perfect, right? No one's perfect. And then that third point that I mentioned is um, procrastination. Hey girl, hey, (laughs) I'm in that boat with you. I procrastinate. I've spoke about it on earlier episodes. I was wrapping up my degree earlier this year and I had a final presentation slash like research project that was due and I waited till the absolute last moment to the point that it was due at like midnight on Sunday and it was like 8 p.m. when I started it. I think it may have been closer to like five or six, honestly, because I remember that Philip took Meredith to the swimming pool or something um, because I was like, I have to focus. Like I meant to start this, you know, back when they gave me the syllabus, but you know, life happens. And I promise you, I sat there thinking like, it's okay. Passing is passing is passing. Even if it's a C, even if it's a D, it's passing, it's passing, it's passing. And so I was so ready to get a total fail on this because what happened was I did the entire presentation. I turned it in. I had a couple hours to spare. Life was great. But then I went back and reread the rubric and was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I hit on any of these. And I started to spiral and freak out and think I was failing. So I told myself that any passing grade is still passing coming from a 4.0 student. So that's life, right? And honestly, 
I probably added a couple more white hairs to my head that day. I probably took a couple years off my life for the amount of stress that I had. When if I just didn't procrastinate, it wouldn't have been that deep. It wouldn't have been a problem. And the fear of not achieving perfection can lead to procrastination, right? So like perfectionists, we we may put off starting that big project or task because we're so nervous because we want to feel fully prepared and we want to guarantee that success, but we, you know, can't. So then we just keep putting it off, which then can lead to missed deadlines and lost opportunities. And for me in this very, very scenario, I still am yet to learn how badly procrastination can impact me because for that specific project, got a 98. (laughs) I did totally fine. And life is good, right? But I don't always want to live in that state because that's so stressful. Like I said, it gave me more white hairs. It took years off my life. It was stressful and completely preventable if I went into it proactively. So I have to step away from that desire to be a perfectionist and have everything to complete perfection in order to not debilitate myself and miss deadlines or opportunities, right? So we all have to work on this. And I really want to emphasize here the negative impact of perfectionism, right? It can be so impactful on your mental well-being and your personal growth and your professional growth because you're in your own head, you're in your own space, and you're holding yourself back. So let's talk about basically the meat and bones of what I want to talk about, which is like the 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 points of how you want to step away from craving that perfection and really grow and pivot and take advantage of things in the here and the now before they're perfect because there's so many benefits. So the first point I want to make is the power of progress over perfection. You really want to work on making progress and small steps towards your goals rather than just waiting for perfection. There is this concept, it's called minimum viable product, and I want to dive into how it can help us get started and improve over time. So the concept is from, you will refer to as MVP, is a fundamental principle in entrepreneurship and product development, and it's referring to creating the most basic version of a product or service with just enough features to satisfy early customers and consumers, and then gather valuable Uh, feedback and improvement, right? Basically, the MVP approach is really, really helpful in getting started quickly and efficiently and offers tons of other benefits, but it's definitely the, what would it be called? The, I'm drawing a blank, is the antagonist or antithesis of basically perfectionism. So some of the benefits are that the, the, you get rapid entry into the market. So let's say that you're sitting here and you know that you have this really amazing idea, but you're waiting to launch until the perfect time, until everything's perfect, till the website's done, till this, till that, till the other thing. Well, rapid entry into the market is going to be hugely beneficial because you're going to be ahead of the curve. You're going to be out there playing on the field, ready to go when others still haven't even gotten to the field, right? So this can be hugely impactful for the success of your business. You also then are launching it and able to get early user feedback. So let's just say you're launching a course and you know you're just not sure and you know you have some kinks to work out, but you're just not 100%. Launch it launch it, someone somewhere is going to benefit from what you're launching. And then you can benefit because you're going to get that early user feedback. And they might say, hey, we want to see the workbook 
in a different area or it should be earlier in the course or can it be a separate download? Like whatever the case, they're going to give you that feedback and you're going to evolve and make that course better. It also reduces development costs. So this one's a little tricky, but interesting to me is the fact that if you were to launch tomorrow, you probably would save some money because you're not going to be doing so much more and investing so much time and labor into that launch if you launch tomorrow versus if you launch six weeks from now. So you do save that development cost and you also will work out kinks before you maybe even know they are kinks. And that can be hugely beneficial. Just, you know, hypothetically speaking, if you know that at chapter five early on in your course that you want to offer an additional step and kind of extra bonus points, but you realize that none of your consumers are ready for that at chapter five because you did an early launch before you had those bonuses ready, it saves you time in putting those bonuses there. Maybe they're not even good bonuses for that, or maybe they need to go at the start. Maybe they need to go at the finish. You're saving yourself that time of putting it in where it turns out it doesn't even fit. Another point that I want to make under the power of progress over perfection is this. A brand and business evolves. They are ever evolving. KMP, Camry Photography, my photography business, my first business, my first thing was so different when I started it. Okay, let's talk about some major changes. One of which was I called myself Eliza K. My middle name is Elizabeth. My first name is Catherine. So it was Eliza K. I think And don't quote me on this, but I think I had this mindset like, well, I don't want to name it after myself, so I'll name it after myself. And I just think that's so funny because like, come on, Katie, girlfriend, Eliza Kay, that's still your names. But I did know that I kind of wanted that disassociation with me specifically and that it was like a separate entity. I wanted it to be known for that. So that's kind of what I did. Then we pivoted and we registered our business as PK Photography, Philip and Katie Photography. And that was when I went through this identity phase of becoming a wife and thinking like, wow, my husband supports me so much in KMP that I can't not have his name in it, right? Like that's so weird. It's named after me, but not him. Says your girl 10 years later who named her virtual assisting firm that her husband co-runs with her, Katie and Co. Times change. So then I evolved to, I think, Katie Murray Photography. So If nothing else, the name of the business has evolved, which, as you can imagine, then changes the logo and the colors and the branding and the website and the content. So much of it changes. And if I was like 100 miles an hour into this business when it was Eliza K and everything was EK and all these things, that would have been pretty wild and Hello, again, going back to the last point, would have been a lot of money for developmental costs that ended up changing anyways. So that's all to be said that like dive in, jump in with both feet, do it. It doesn't have to be perfect right now. And as you evolve, as you change, no matter what, you will be changing, you will be growing, you will continually learn and develop and Maybe things like your personality changes. Maybe your favorite color changes. So it's okay to go with what you like and know right now and build off that for the future and evolve down the road. I also want to say that just celebrate your progress and learn from the mistakes. It's a crucial part of 
growth, right? So really just embrace that that progress and those changes and and what you can learn from and really soak that up like a sponge so that the next time you find yourself in another situation that's similar like me I'm you know just launched Katie and Co virtual assisting firm like we took everything from our photography business over the years and really were intentional with how we executed Katie and Co so learn and embrace that growth process which brings me to my next point, which is embracing the learning journey. We kind of want to shift our focus from outcomes to the process of learning and growing, right? So think about it this way. You're building a website and you've never done this before. And you're just so excited to get Katie Murray Photography Live for everyone to see, right? And you're so focused on the outcome that you're not enjoying the process. You've put these deadlines and these burdens on yourself and it has to be perfect by that day, you're not giving yourself a lot of room for creativity, learning, or growth, right? If you slow down and take time to learn your website host and how it best functions and how you can make it work, you are going to build on that talent, that transferable skill for years to come in your business. But if you are so, so focused on the outcome and that website going live that you beat yourself up over it, you don't give yourself room for creativity or grace or love or intentionality, then what what is what, right? So the process of learning and growing can be so, so valuable. The whole learning journey, including gaining that valuable experience and developing resilience and discovering new possibilities, each aspect of it is so, so beneficial. So slow down, enjoy the journey, right? And it's that cliche thing, life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Well, there's a lot of truth to that in so many different elements. I would also say just like view your mistakes and imperfections as opportunity for growth and learning rather than just reasons for self-criticism, okay? Because that's not doing nobody any good. Just really focus. And, And that really leads into my next point, which is cultivating a growth mindset. I talk so frequently on this podcast about pivoting your mindset, making it be what it needs to be so that you can continue to be successful. I was, you know, recording a guest episode with a, you know, a fellow business owner earlier. And that was one of the things we talked about was that like, she's very, very much a positive, optimistic person. And I'm more of a pessimistic person, but I'm pivoting my mindset. And so it's so important to really, really navigate that and go into it with eyes wide open so that you can soak up everything that you can. Episode 59 of this podcast, a little plug here with Tiffany Orr, we did talk about feelings and the power of mindset. And it's really important to just approach things with a positive mindset. So if you want to hear an awesome guest podcast episode, let me know or hop over to that episode because it's a good one. Okay. I'm, as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I love this topic. So with that growth mindset, you really want to develop an ability to refrain from negative thoughts and seeking negative and seeking feedback and focusing on the effort rather than the internet talent, right? So it's really hard to let to stop letting negative thoughts in, right? And that's something that takes years and years, in my opinion, of practice and simulation to really even start to like 
get in a habitual habit of. But what you can do more simply, in my humble opinion, is force yourself to think positively, right? So as those negative things come in, be like, okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, then I will do this and it will be fine. Okay. It's, it's hard for me personally to get rid of the negative thoughts, but I can start to drown them out with positive ones and recondition and recultivate my brain to really be in that positive mindset. And there's moments of weakness and there's days where it's harder than others and days when it comes naturally, it's all over the place. So you got to work with yourself, learn yourself, know how you feel and how you best cope so that you can find that to navigate. I would say that it also is so important to just incorporate a growth mindset into your daily lives and overcoming that perfectionist tendencies. And as many say, like, if you want to be a millionaire, sit at a table with millionaires. If you want to be X, Y, and Z, sit with those people, be with those people, surround yourself with those people. So find a community that will help you with your growth mindset and help you with that more positive energy that is going to come alongside you, even on the bad days, hear you out and then lift you up because it's so important. And I think knowing that like your perfectionist tendencies are normal and okay, and so many other people have them and they can be debilitating that that kind of is a relief, right? You can kind of feel that weight being lifted off your shoulders. Like, okay, I'm not going this alone. Now, seeing other people's success stories when they're further along in the journey than you can be challenging. Believe me, I experienced that in motherhood often. I will remind myself there's been so many moms out there, okay, of all different walks of life. I can do this too. What you have to guard against is those thoughts that creep in and say, but can you do it as good? Are you as intentional? Are you as gracious? Like, let those go away. I'm not trying to compare. I'm just saying that they did pave a way and I can weed whack my own little path too that's in close proximity and hear them for support, right? But don't let it turn negative. And if it starts out as negative, remind yourself, yeah, Susie is doing an amazing job as a stay-at-home mom and I'm doing an amazing job as a working mother because this is what my calling is and this is where I thrive and Susie loves her children this way and I love mine this way right it is a win-win we have different strengths we have different skills and just kind of keep bringing yourself back to that both like I said in motherhood in business in work in life in marriage there's it's it's applicable to like all these different elements right So I think, again, it's so important to embrace that imperfection and let's just focus on the power of starting versus waiting for perfection, right? Just really focus on the fact that you can start today and you don't have to be perfect. You know, dive into that illusion of perfection and remind yourself it's not real and it's not attainable and it's okay because you're not going to be perfect. And then focus on the power of progress, Focus on the journey and then continue that into embracing the learning journey and cultivating that growth mindset so that you can be successful in that journey. And above all, give yourself grace because you're not alone. Many, many of us, especially these business-minded, entrepreneur-driven people face this and that's why we're successful, okay? We have gotten to where we are today because of who we are and because we do strive for that perfection. But now take a small step back, give yourself grace, and just start. Dive in. Guys, until next time, this is Katie. Please just keep on diving in. 